Hey, what's up, everybody, man? This is Manuel Lamar Hicks, but you guys know me better as the L Dog. Man, I'm doing this podcast in um, in a different location. So the background, you see a door. That's an exit door. That's not for you to leave. That's the way how I am right now. But man, today is October 12th, 2K19, and man, I want to thank God for allowing us to make it and see this afternoon of October the 12th man how is everyone doing today Um, man like I said we are doing this and we're gonna make this happen so as you know I'm not flying solo yes so now we have jumped from you know we were in the car and me being riding shotgun in the car so now we are jet flying limousine riding jet flying son of a guns and so without further ado man i want to introduce you to my co-host the one that really in all honesty really made this podcast work and flow so much better man no other than d lenar d lenar are you on the line i am happy saturday man how are you Man, I'm doing fantastic, doing fantastic. Man, so uh, for those of you that was, um, that have been, you know, watching my posts on Facebook for the past couple of weeks, man, you guys know, well, you know, we've been trying to get, you know, finance, talk about finances on this podcast. And my co-host has... <laughs> she oh she's back she's back hold on just a second this is why I love doing the Facebook live man you just never know what might happen what might come up and so um, yeah we had lost my co-host there for a minute Joe Joseph McKee now let me give you some background about Joseph McKee um, man he is a Delta State graduate and uh, man just all around brother and everything uh, man he's a member of the fraternity known as A Phi A Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity incorporated and so we're going to have him come on in just a moment so but um D. Lenar, how have you been? How's your week been? As you know, I was in Maryland on last week. So, we got up early on Monday morning and returned to Atlanta. Um, and since then, I've been in grind mode. Um, yeah, and there's a lot going on in Atlanta, so, yeah, I've, I've been seeing, coming across a lot of interesting people, <laughs> and every week you tell me that I should have some type of chronicles for my podcast, for my my latest venture that I um, am currently in the process of doing, and every day I consider it and more. And so, yeah, I might call it moonlighting with moon. 
You know what? You know what? See? See? See, there you go. See, you got, you already got your podcast but name already. I, wanna, I would, I can't, like, record the people. I would have to, like, immediately <laughs> stop and just record the situation. Because, you know, if I include people, they'll have to sign off for, you know what I'm saying, the, the rights to use their image. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just turn the camera on and record stuff. But, um, I'll figure out a way. I'm, I'm in, um, super creative, uh, content creation mode. Um, okay. with this, this third quarter of my life. So, uh, I'll figure something out. Okay. Okay. Your suggestion is not going in vain. Well, I... That's, that's what, um... That's what we want. I mean, we we want you. Well, I want you to uh, to have your own uh, podcast and everything. You know, get started back up. I have one. I just need to, you know, you know, revamp it. Come back off with something different because nobody wants to listen to you know health related information. Oh my god. Who yeah. Wants that? <laughs> but you know, some real housewives of that type, you know, the masses will tune in to that. Yeah. Um what I'm trying to do right now uh-huh. I'm trying to get I know like on Facebook Facebook Live. Um oh wow. So, the technical difficulties that we are receiving right now is that I have asked Joseph McKee to log on um, to request, and that looks like that's not going to happen. That's yeah. We. So, what do you want to do? Do you? I tell you what. This is what we're gonna do. I'm I think you should play around with getting him to come on live, and once that has been established, if you want to give me a call, that will know. Cause if I leave from this spot, I'm gonna be gone. I mean, we can do it later. I don't know what his schedule is like. Okay. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm multitasking right now, so I'm in the middle of You're in the middle of the wind. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm making it do what it do. Okay. So. And if you guys just want to go ahead and do it, I mean, you can just chop my voice in and saying, hey, <laughs> I was here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine also. Because um, I, I think he has some great content. And whatever it is, I'll listen to the show, and I can just add on, or um, we can cover it again, because we can never get too much information on financial literacy. Right, right. And things that are not taught in, in 
elementary school nowadays of um, various ways to have our money make money. We shouldn't just be working a nine to five and living paycheck to paycheck. And there are some steps, some methods, some programs um, that will allow people to break away from just a nine to five. Yes, it provides security, but you should also, with that money that you're getting, you should know how to save, you should know how to budget, you should know how to invest. And in those methods, that money makes money. And you be at the house. Right, right. You be chilling. Be up the street, and your money is making money for you. And that is very, that is something that um, I follow a lot of different um, financial activists and uh, gurus on IG for different information and methods and, you know, some topics that I'm from, I, I've heard of before, just didn't know how they worked, didn't open up my mouth and ask. That's another thing. We have got to start asking for help and asking questions about things that we don't understand. Right, 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 right. So this is what we're going to do, Facebook. We're going to shut the face down. We're going to shut Facebook down, and we're going to continue to do the podcast <laughs> uh, with, uh, with Zoom. So, um, Joe and I both have Zoom, so if we will probably figure out how to connect this Facebook Live with Zoom. Well, if you do, if you do the Zoom, you can go back and upload that video but I don't know if my throat is going to be on it oh you can add me and I can just be mobile on the zoom right 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 and so that's how we'll do it so Facebook hey we'll be back we'll be back we'll be back well Joe just said we can come back uh, we can come back to the live via by Zoom and do a Facebook Live. So that's what we're going to do. So, okay. look, so look, we want you guys to hang on and we will be back. Peace. Okay. So. See, Facebook is upset that you're about to educate some black people. That's what that is. That's and what that you is. Know, you're going to get all kinds of stuff thrown at you because you're about to drop off some information. One, that black folk don't want to hear. Because if it ain't about buying the latest Jordans um, or where they can get a uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Right, right, right. Then, uh, you know. So. So, so, so those of you that are listening on the, the, the app, just hang on, and I'm actually going to hang up with D. Lenar, and you guys hold tight. So, D. Lenar, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up and then try to get back in touch with you, all right? Okay. Bye. Right, bye. All right, all right, all right. So, this is what we're going to do. <clears throat> I'm going to do a Zoom. And 
do it like that. This is what happens sometimes, everybody, when you do, you know, things out of the ordinary. And this, and, and this is out of the ordinary today because normally I am in a room doing this, but today I'm actually out in the open doing this. So, uh, this is kind of odd for me a little bit because normally, like I said, I'm... I'm in a room somewhere. So hold tight. While I'm doing that, um, man, let me get to the celebrity birthdays. So, um, man, if you are celebrating a birthday today, man, happy blessed birthday to you and many, many more. Um, no, I'm going to wait. <coughs> I'm going to wait and do this. All right, all right, all right, uh, man, Anchor app, what's going on? Look, uh, we were experiencing, you know, difficulties, but, you know, with computers and everything, you know, things happen. So, look, for those of you who don't know, man, this is Manuel Lamar Hicks, otherwise known as the L-Dog, you know, coming back. And, man, I have a special guest on the podcast uh, today, man, um real real cool brother uh, man with the Delta State University graduate of Delta State University uh, again is a member of uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Incorporated man uh, been knowing this brother for man how long we been knowing one another Joe <laughs> man, 20 plus years and um Man, I, I most definitely, um, man, give a lot of uh, respect um, to this brother who is who is most definitely doing his thing. Incorporated and doing his thing, you know, financially and whatnot. So, man, I bring on no other man than Joseph McKee. Joseph McKee, how you doing today, sir? Man, doing fantastic, doing fantastic. Look, we are, um, normally when I do this podcast, I have a, um, I'm normally in a room, but, uh, this is late Saturday afternoon and the rooms are vacant. So, man, this is what we do as far as the podcast, we make it happen. So, um, man, I wanted to bring you on today because... D. Lenar and I have been um, talking, you know, back and forth about finances and everything. And I know that you've been doing uh, 
you can learn it from um, you know our business partners as a matter of fact Joe and I are actually business partners um, we're not going to promote the company that we're in because um, you know we're going to respect uh, the brand and so um, so with that being said um, we're going to get right into it and we're not going to waste any time so um, like I said Joseph has been doing been learning finances uh, for for how many years now about three four years now yeah okay I'm almost close to three years now almost close to three years now okay okay um, so Joe tell our listening and now our viewing audience um, you know who you are I gave I gave you I gave you know the background you know about you and everything um, but so where are you currently working at now all right uh, uh, before I get into that let me just say thanks for the opportunity to, to come on and, and and utilize your platform to, to do something today that uh, a lot of us may not think is important but uh, as we move through this podcast we're going to find out exactly why it's important to discuss what we're talking about today, and that's the concept of financial literacy. Uh, but to kind of to to do what you to answer what you what you just asked me to do, um, Tosin McKee, I reside in Cleveland, Mississippi, and I'm currently employed uh, at Cahoma uh, Community College uh, institution uh, located in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, I work there as an e-learning coordinator. I'm also an adjunct instructor, and I teach computer concept courses. I've been an adjunct instructor for about, uh, since, I want to say about 2003. That's when I taught my course. Uh, I've also taught middle school in between that time. Uh, and so education is kind of something I stumbled into. I went to college for a, a computer programming degree. Uh, got me an MBA and started working on some, some doctoral coursework. Uh, so I'm going to school and I'm one of those people that got a degree, but not really working in that field. Uh, and so I've been in higher ed now for the past 13 years. And in that role in higher ed, I've had the opportunity to, to, to meet uh, quite a group of individuals from colleagues and students. Uh, and one of the things in particular that, I, that I've been able to do since I've been in higher ed is uh, this, this thing called ACT prep. And uh, I, I got into it simply because it was something that I, was, I, I learned to do with my job. And then uh, once I learned to do it, I kind of, uh, I got some results and people started asking me questions about well, how much do you charge? Do you do ACT prep outside of, of work and things of that nature? So I started doing ACT prep, and I've been doing that now for maybe the past seven to eight years. And uh, in doing so, it's rewarding to be able to teach uh, and coach people on how to be successful on their test. And and what I found was this, the biggest key to me to, to assisting people it's kind of getting their mindset changed about their test and how they should go about taking it. And so I've been able to do that for the past seven, eight years. 
been able to help some people do some things uh, as a result of their test. And then that led me to some other things. So uh, you mentioned that or learning some concepts, right? Right. And and I want to highlight that particular that particular statement. I told you I've been doing it for almost three years now. Okay. Now, if you really think about that, I'm I'm 41 years of age. Have no problem sharing it. But that means I didn't really start learning anything until I was about 38. Okay. That is pretty alarming to yeah. think that I traveled all the way through 38 years of life before I started learning anything about finances. Wow. And so if 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 we take that into consideration, if I just started at the age of 38, how many other people out there started at 38 or haven't started at all? True. So uh, I applaud you indeed, Lenar, for for this platform and for taking up the, the uh, taking up that, that fight to, to start providing financial literacy and, and just little financial tips and nuggets through your podcast because there are a lot of people out there that are older than I am, older than we are, still don't have a clue or don't know enough or anything about money. So, uh, I hope I answered your question. I probably went a little bit more further than you than you wanted, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit of background about me. Okay, okay. Um, hold on just a second. So I'm trying to get D. Lenar in here. That that was that was a pretty good description, uh, Joe, of what you of, of what you have given us. Um, so with that being said, how do you help people with balancing their finances? Because we all need to know about what are we going to do and how can we how can we go about making more money or the bigger question is how can we go about saving money without without the limitations I mean because when people think about saving money we have to put limitations on things we have to put limitations on on going out we have to put limitations on um, you know we, we, we really have to really just watch what we are spending like daily so how can we go by without being depressed like oh my gosh I gotta go without eating for a couple of weeks because I like going to this restaurant so how how, how can we can we do that alright so it's, it's, it's interesting you asked that uh, my wife and I use this as an example to, to, to kind of show you what we need what needs to happen first before we do any of that uh, everything you just described is based on 
a certain mindset is based on certain teachings that we've been taught. We've always been taught that in order to, you got to live below your means. Uh, if you want to uh, make money or you want to have money, then you've got to simply uh, budget. Uh, you've got to cut back on your spending. Uh, you can't go out and have luxuries. You can't do any of those things. You've got to deprive yourself of that. Well, I want you to take that particular concept and now uh, put it in the context of when when people want to go on diets or when they want to experience weight loss. When people want to experience weight loss, the first thing they say is, I have to go on a diet. And when they say, I have to go on a diet, they immediately start thinking about things that got to take that they can no longer do. Can't eat sugars, I can't eat meat, I can't have carbs, I can't have starches can't have any of those things and generally what happens people who have that mindset that they're going on a diet they don't last long because it's separate from from them but now my wife is currently on a journey and instead of her saying she's going on a diet she's saying you know what my diet this is what I'm going to include in my diet and so now it's a part of her and I've seen sustained uh, activity and growth with it. Now, how does that tie into what we're talking about financially? Well, before you can, if you just simply think about it in terms of I've got to not go out and eat uh, five times a week, I've got to cut back to two. Or I can't have this expensive phone, I can't go to these places, I can't buy this car. Those things matter, but that's just a small piece. There has to be some other things working to get you to the point where you can actually start uh, saving or, or and or investing for the purpose of growing your money. So before you can do anything, thing that happen is you've got to change your mind. One of the things you wanted to wanted me to highlight, or wanted to do with this conversation today, is talk about the importance of being financially literate. Hey, so hey, Joe. Talking about saving and investing. Yes, sir. So this is what we're going to do. I'm okay. actually going to take this to uh, to another location. Since D-Lenar is not going to be able to join us, okay. what I'm going to do is that I'm going to take this to a different location. So, um, listeners, I want you to, and Facebook Live as well, uh, just hold tight and... It's gonna be a lot of <laughs> a lot of rambling around. Or oh, I tell you what, Joe, let's do this one better. Let's just um, get away from the Facebook Live for a moment, and we just do this. Um, we're just gonna do it do it with the Zoom. Can you do that?
Yeah, she was saying that she couldn't, um, she couldn't log in, so, hold on a second. Alright, y'all listeners, look, we are back. Look, I had to stop the recording for a moment on the app, Joe. And so now I am back. So um let us continue, you know, with um with your discussion and everything and um what you are sharing with us is um so you can just pick back up exactly where you was at. Alright, so uh, I think the premise of what you were asking is how can we make more money so we can save and invest? Am I correct? Right. All right. So, and and I think one of the things that I was talking about, uh, we got to get the mindset right first. And so we've got to we we've got to become financially literate in order to understand how do we get to the point that we have enough money so we can actually save and invest. So in, in preparation for this, I, I, I did a little research and I want to throw some things out there for your listeners uh, to kind of make them aware of what's happening right now. Uh, first and foremost, everybody out here has to understand that we got two things that we're trying to do. People got to take care of right now and they got to take care of uh, their future. And this is why you want us to save and invest because there's going to come a time where we can't work. So we need to make our money grow for us. But here, here's some things that, that people <clears throat> that, that prevent people from doing those things. Uh, number one, people are, are being hit in the pockets every day. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons people can't save or invest is because everything around them is increasing. Right. The cost of, of living is increasing around them. So inflation happens. We don't see it physically, but it happens. So we've got the cost of everything that's going up around us. And so it prevents us from being, it, it robs us of some of the cash that we have. All right. So that's, that's the first thing that people really got to start paying attention to that the gallon of gas that it costs them that they're paying for at the pump is increasing almost every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so if that's happening to your money, you've got to understand the effects of, of the cost of living that, that happens to your money as well. So it forces you to do something else when you, when you lose your money. Right. Right. You got to have a house, you got to have a car. You got to have a bunch of things. And so now you're forced to use credit. You're forced to use this credit. And for a lot of people, they have bad credit. As a matter of fact, about 68 million people have bad credit. Mm. Wow. Wow. So you actually, you actually, because. 
could let that sink in. Matter of fact, say that again, because about, yeah, that yeah, statistic, about, that statistic you just put out there. Yeah, about sixty-eight million people have bad credit. Wow. So I want I want you to think about that. Is sixty-eight million people have bad credit, and and if you're using credit to finance your life, that means it's going to cost you more in interest. So now interest payments based on your bad credit, that's taking more money from you. And so you can't save or invest. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Now, here's something that that people don't really think about when it comes down to reasons for them being unable to save or invest. Taxes. I mean, the extent of the knowledge that most people have about taxes is come come. February, March, and April, we get a tax refund. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of the knowledge. But what most people don't realize, and I want your listeners to to, to wrap their minds around this, the greatest expense that, that, that Americans face is related to taxes. Yep. I want you to think about it. Look in your paycheck. And when you get your paycheck, Look at all of the things that are being deducted. Mm-hmm. Those things are taxes. In federal income tax, state income tax, your Social Security, your Medicare, uh, the retirement, if you got any type of insurances, things of that nature. Those are things that are, those are nothing more than taxes because there's a percentage attached to them. But then let's think about this. When you actually get your net pay, now you're taxed on that money as well because the gasoline you buy is taxed. The food that you buy is taxed. Your utility bills, you pay taxes. Entertainment, you pay taxes. If you own property, you're paying taxes. So now you're being taxed on your money when you before you get it, before you spend it, and you're taxed on your money after you spend it. Wow. Yeah, and that's something, and, and that's something, and that's something I was going to bring up too because, you know, so... How how do you feel about when, um, like I think here in Memphis, I think they passed a bill for a tax increase. Okay, so now let me qualify what I'm about to say. I'm not a le- I'm not a tax expert. All right, so okay. don't take anything that I'm as as law. However. Uh, I have been learning information. So what I'm about to tell you is this. That's basic government right there. In order for projects to be done, you have to have a source to fund those projects. Okay. All right, so, so remember your government is nothing more than an entity designed to, to take care of the works of of your county, your city, your state, and your nation. Okay. So whenever you have government projects, the way that the government funds their projects is through tax collections. Right. So anytime there is something done, it's not a government-funded project. It's a taxpayer-funded project. Where do they get the taxes from from, for people, from people? Through their paychecks. So, 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 let me ask you this, Joe, and and this is this is for my listeners 
And I'm really, like I said, you know, like I told you before we came on and everything, I'm really going to push this podcast. This is what I want people to understand. And I know you hear about it because you're right there in Clarksdale. Car tags, Joe, are through the roof there in Clarksdale. You get you a new car, you going to be... Okay, so the car I'm sitting in right now, my taxes for tag for this car was over nine hundred dollars. Was over nine hundred dollars. So, so I know people in Clarksdale. You get a new car in Clarksdale, they gun you. I mean, this is this is October. I know most of y'all don't believe. And, and 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 Halloween and this that and the other, but it's like it's it's like a, a a Jason movie. You remember watching the Jason movies and how they you know how they they be running and then all of a sudden you know Jason come behind you and gut you from the back. Well, that's how some people feel about taxes and especially taxes on your vehicle. So can you can can you can you speak on that? All right, so I'm gonna. I'm going to speak on it from a different perspective. Okay. Let's let's not let's not focus on the the city or the county and how much they're charging you for your tag. Okay. Let's focus on the fact that how much research did you do prior to getting that vehicle? See, when people get vehicles you got to understand this. We'll see a commercial on the TV and they say, good credit, bad credit, no credit. We can put you in this car. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And so we go and get this vehicle. All right? But now here's what I want your listeners to, to understand and realize. When you sign the application, they ask you to put down your gross pay. They okay. don't ask you to put down your net pay. So now you're approved on your gross. Here's what people don't. Not only do you have to pay the car note, but you got to factor in the cost for the insurance and your car tag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, regardless of the price of the tag, it was going to have to be paid for anyway. So what did you do to prepare yourself to pay for that tag? Within okay. See, we can't see. Let me let me let me say this. Okay. We can't control what the gov what they're going to do as relates to how much they're going to charge you for your tag. The only thing that you can control personally is how do you position yourself to fund that tag, to fund the entire purchase of that vehicle. Because if you're going to buy the car, why is the car tag so high? Right. Right. And a lot of times we go and buy vehicles simply because it satisfies this emotional uh, desire that we have. Mm. But we haven't really considered all of the financial ramifications of it. So we can't blame the government for the price of the tag. We have to blame ourselves for putting ourselves in a position to not be prepared to absorb that cost. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. But my thing is that in certain in in, in certain states, 
well, let's just go. I'm just going to hit close to home. Memphis. All right. So they have made it to the point where it doesn't matter what year the car is. Your car tag is not going to be out the wazoo. So, like I said, you know, is it something that, you know, the, the particular city is doing to... Okay. It's, 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 again, it's a little different. And, and when you start talking about these things, these are more or less government issues. Government, these are policies. Okay. All right? So, if... We can't do anything about those policies per se. All right? Mm -hmm. However, the only thing we can really focus on is our personal. What do we do personally? And so <clears throat> what I think we, we want to make sure the listeners get, regardless of where you are, regardless of city or state, if you buy a vehicle, if you have a vehicle, you know there's a car tag that's associated with it. Mm -hmm. If that is the case, you've got to make sure you position yourself to have the funding mechanism that allows you to be able to afford it. It's okay. as simple as that. Okay. We can only control the things that we can control. Okay. But now that gets back to, to initially making the decision to purchase the vehicle based on information that didn't give the entire picture. Okay. All right. So, and, and it's interesting you bring that up because that in itself is a reason why people can't save and invest because they have to pay for the car tag. They have to pay the car note. They have to pay the insurance. So they don't have the money to save or invest. Right. All right. So, and, and I, I want to kind of cl close that, that piece out with this. Uh, one of the things prior to us coming on uh, in our discussion, you wanted me to, to kind of highlight the importance of, of, of upgrading your financial knowledge mm -hmm. at this particular time of the year. This is the holiday season. Right. So we've got Halloween. Uh, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We've got Christmas. We've got all of these things that are getting ready to come up right now. All right. And so the, these type of opportunities are the other reasons why people can't save and invest. Because we willingly participate. We have to participate this time of the year. And everything is so enticing. They give us sales so we can spend our money. They make us credit card offers so we can apply for those cards. They they uh, they give us discounts simply for applying. They hmm. make us feel like we have to participate in this time of the year. And what we find is, although we don't have the money, although we don't have the savings, although we don't have the, the good credit, we still overextend ourselves during the holiday season, and this too prevents us from being able to save and invest. So if you really want to get to the point where you can save and start investing, then you've got to be able to wrap your mind around controlling your taxes, 
You got to be able to control your credit. That means you need to improve it. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to manage and control the amount of debt that you have. And you got to be able to uh, say no when it's come time to participating in all of big business activities. Right. And so what you mean by, and, you know, for those of you, um, you know, don't really don't follow like big business. So from what I've learned and from listening to Joe um, and others as well, big business is what we see. So for those of you who go into Walmart or go in family, as, as a matter of fact, I was in Dollar General this morning. This is October. They still they they have decided to put Christmas stuff up right now. So that's what Joe is talking about. He's talking about that's 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 the enticing part of of leading you. It's like you know, it's like they lead you there. You go in Walmart. All right, you could be going for some eggs. But guess what? They're going to they ain't put Christmas all up in your face already. Already in right. your face. And that and that's what he's talking about, listeners. That's what he's talking about, the enticing part, you know, because you know, we start thinking about, oh my gosh, now we gotta start, you know, we gotta start thinking about Christmas and we gotta start thinking about this. And instead of you focusing on what you need to be focusing on, now you're being led to debt. <laughs> Right, but but now let me let me say this, uh, <clears throat> Lamar. Uh, part of the problem, we we really we can't blame people for 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 a lot of these things that are happening to them financially. Initially, we can't blame people, and part of the reason is it goes back to what we covered at the beginning of, and when we opened this podcast. I was 38 years old before I started learning some financial concepts and principles. Mm -hmm. That means the conversation was never brought up at home or in school. Right. Right. You know, Uh, and so it means that people were never taught what to do, how to look for these things. We weren't taught... uh, that there were two tax systems in America, one for people that work and one for people that are business owners and investors. So we never really understood how to apply tax strategies. No one ever told us that our credit it can be used to purchase assets that generate income that we can have when we retire. Mm-hmm. We were only told to use credit to buy a car or to get us a home that requires us to spend 30 years to pay it off. Wow. You know, uh, we were, we were told to simply put our money in a savings account. And in this interesting, I was, I've been following a few people this week and they, they have their money invested in this, in this bank. Uh, and when they started, they were getting 3% on their savings account over time. The interest rate has gone from 3% down to 2.1%, now 1.7%. Wow. So what that means is people is not get people are not getting a greater as great of a return on their investment. Why? 
because the only place that they've been taught to put their money is in a savings account. No one told us about other types of investments. And so, uh, and no one told us, told us about capitalism. They never told us about, uh, they told us to participate in capitalism. They never told us to be a part of it. And those are two different things. So we willingly spend money. You know, iPhone came out with a new phone. What do people do? Go and spend the money on it. Nothing wrong with it. But here's the question. Are you making any money with that new phone? And see, and, 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 and see, that's, and see, the only way, well, I'm not going to say the only way, but right. I mean, you, you, and, and, and you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to mention something about, you know, the new iPhone that just came out. Um, I mean, unless you are, unless you are a business owner and you are conducting business, then that's the way that phone can make you money. But if you just get in the phone because, you know, um, you know, sharing down the street, got a new one and, you know, uh, Tony got a new one where you feel like you got to get one too. But like I said, once again, those two people that I mentioned, they're probably business people. They probably have a business. So that's what they do. They have to talk on the phone and have to do different things on this particular phone in order for them to keep the money flowing. Right. All right. So I want that. I want to kind of, Something you just said. If you are a business owner, then it makes sense for you to have the phone. But now, if you're not a business owner and you have the phone, it makes sense for you to now learn how to become a business owner so that phone can be used as a benefit. Hmm. So just because you weren't a business owner when you first got the phone, it doesn't mean you cannot become one now and make that phone work for you. So, again, we're talking about some concepts that people haven't readily been taught. Conversations haven't been had. And so now we're introducing these concepts today. Fortunately, uh, you can learn this stuff. You can actually learn about these things and start using them and implementing the strategies and implementing what you've learned to start correcting your 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 financial situation. And this is why financial literacy is important. Mm. All right. So before you, we, we, we try to do this. Most people want more money. But absent of great strategy, having more money won't do any good. That's good. So, Joe, Joe, yeah. Joe, say that again, man. Say that again, because you, yeah. you, 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 you did, you did that. You did that. Say that again, man. Yeah. So, so again, having more money won't do you any good, absent of good strategy. All right. So having more money isn't the solution. Having great strategy with more money is the solution. Wow. And, and, and so we, we talk about it. Why do we talk about it? Why are we talking about having a strategy to go with your money? At the end of the day, 
we've all been in a position where we've had $20 or $100. And as soon as you spend it, you're trying to find out where did the money go. So if you have a hard time managing $20, what do you think is going to happen if you get $100, $1,000, $10,000, or $20,000? Immediately when we get more money, we start to think in terms of let me go let me go and spin it. It's rather do people get more money and they say, what can I invest in to make this money grow? Mm-hmm. So, Lamar, if you, if you would, I want to spend a few minutes uh, to inform your listeners uh, about, about, wait, about why financial literacy is important and what they can actually start doing right now to change that. If, if that's not a problem. That it, it, it's not a problem. It, it's not a problem on your end. The only problem that we got right now is that what we're going to do is that I'm going to, um, we're going to go into the second segment of the podcast. So what I'm going to do is, is that I'm going to stop this. And then before you get cranked up, we're going we're gonna to do the second part of it. So just give me a sec. Hey, like I said, what's up, everybody, man? This is, man, we are continuing, man, with uh, Joseph McKee, man. Joseph is most definitely giving you guys some great content out there. So before he got cranked up on uh, on this part, man, I had to start this second segment because I didn't want to stop him mid-sentence, man. Man, look, I, I, I really thank joseph for taking time out of his busy schedule to do this on today um man so i'm not going to procrastinate any longer man i'm gonna let joe go ahead on and give you what you need so without further ado man joseph mckee take over all right lamar man again thank you uh for the platform and and let's go get right into it so Lamar started out originally asking, how do we get to the point where we can save and invest, all right? And what I tried to do was was first make you aware of two things that everybody tries to do. Take care of right now so they can have everything to take care of themselves during retirement years. But we talked about some things that, that can actually stop you or prevent you or get in the way of you being able to prepare for your retirement years. And we identified those things. The cost of living is going up. We talked about how you, you got bad, people have bad credit, about 68 million. We also talked about how people then incur uh, large sums of debt. We didn't even talk about, you know, we, we know that they have mortgages, they got car notes, we got student loan debt, we got credit card debt. We talked about how people also participate in big businesses. All of those things together prevent people from being able to to save and invest for retirement. But now here's something that we also discussed. We discussed why people get in, why people are affected. Hold on. Talk about tax systems. We weren't 
taught about credit. We weren't taught about investing. We were not taught about managing debt. We weren't taught any of those things for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so people, the conduct that people have exhibited over the years as it relates to finances can directly be linked to the competency level associated with finances. Okay. So if this makes sense, before people can change their conduct about money, they have to be more become more competent about money. That means people have to become more financially literate. So you can't address conduct without first addressing competence. Okay. All right. What's so, the what's the earliest what's what what's the earliest Joe that we can actually because since I work in the schools and since they don't really cover this in the schools, what is the earliest age you think possibly? And you could just give a ballpark. I don't know if you know for sure, but just give a ballpark. What age should we start teaching our kids about this? As soon as they are able to comprehend. Okay. And that is when, and, 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 and seriously, you can start speaking the language when they're babies. I want you to think about this. Have you ever seen one of those Gerber commercials? Mm-hmm. And you see babies on those commercials, right? Right. So, you know, those babies are now, those babies are kind of like businesses. They're being compensated for, for their photos. Mm-hmm. Branding, their marketing. So the baby is making money. Right. When do you start spending money on your kids? A lot of people start spending money on their kids immediately because they got to deal with, you know, um, they got to buy, you know, clothes and milk. And uh, then, too, you know, especially parents going... No, a woman have a child, you know, she immediately got to go back to work. So you got daycare you got to think about, too. All right. So so I want you to think about this. So if you got to spend money on your kids as soon as they're born and all the way through their childhood and through through uh, high school and college. Well, don't you think it's important that you should teach them about money? throughout their childhood all the way up through high school and through college yep so we want to start teaching our kids as early as and and, and but you want to start introducing them to concepts mm. the value of a dollar how you make your money mm. see we only we we teach our kids things about money without knowing it we literally teach our kids to go out and participate in a system that says if you go to school and make good grades if you go to college you can get a job that pays you minimum wage ten dollars an hour fifteen dollars <laughs> an hour twelve twenty dollars an hour thirty dollars an hour wow and, and and as a reward for that you can lose a third of that money in the form of taxes and deductions wow and then after that you can lose another third of that money towards the debt that has been created because guess what? You lost a third of it to taxes and deductions. So you had to use credit to be, to now start generating you a debt load. And then you lose the final one third of that money to big businesses because every month is designed to take money from you. 
Yep. So, but guess where kids learn how to, guess where they learn this from? From the parents. Yep. This is the financial strategy that we're teaching. So, we're teaching our kids at an early age, you better go out there and work hard for every dollar you get. Well, what about the parent that teaches their kid, you need to work smart for your dollars? Right. See, there are people teaching their kids at an early age that your cell phone bill is a business expense and not just a bill. Okay. They're wow. You, you know, they're teaching them that, hey, if you're going to put your money in something, let's look at, let's start talking about stocks. Let's start talking about real estate. Why? Because it's going to grow. It generates compound interest. So we can start teaching our kids as early as we want to. We can teach them as early as we want to. Why? Because money is always attached with our kids because we have to spend that money on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, this is this is good stuff right here. I mean, Joe is actually putting it out there. Um, getting you guys just the the main thing from listening to you is that we as people we have to change our mindset. I think once we get that changed, um, you know, I you know, we can be able to 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 have and and to be able to want different things and as far as like retirement um you know it's concerned so i mean i just this has been a blessing to me even though i i i get it i understand it it's still good to hear it um you know from you because you know you have been around you know the people who who know better and so it's like with this podcast and with this particular episode is that now that you are learning better, we're, we're, we're kind of ready for you to start doing better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so Lamar, man, let, let, let me do this. Let me put this thing in a nice package for you, for your listeners. Okay. All right. Let me put this in a nice package for your listeners. And just as long okay, as you so, wrap it, as long as you wrap it and you put a bow on top of it, we good. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to put this thing because we, we, we've kind of been going and charting this path throughout this podcast. All right? So what we want to do right now is let me, let me, let me give you some, some solutions, some things that you can do right now. Okay. What I've done so far is, well, let me change this, Lamar. Let me give you the game plan. All right? Okay. Let me give you the game plan for increasing your financial literacy so you can start your path to changing your financial situation. All right. Increasing your financial literacy. All right. So here's the first thing we want to do. Number one, you got to recognize your two objectives. I've already covered those things. You got to take care of today and you got to prepare for the future. Now, the problem that most people have they only have one source of income. They only have one source of income, which is their job. And with that one source of income, if you're trying to take care of today, you got to pay your bills, you got to pay your, your debt off, 
and you got to take care of your lifestyle that you had, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is, if you're going to do that, you got to simultaneously start putting money in places where it can start generating you some income because when you retire, you no longer have a paycheck. So we got two of current life, future life. I've identified four things that stand in your way. We call those taxes. We call it your credit. We call it your debt load. And we call it big businesses and your just your spending habit, your mindset about money. Okay. And all of those things together are impacted by the fact that the cost of living is increased. All right? So the thing is, how do you get, how do you wrap your mind around addressing those issues so you can start saving and investing? Because here's what we know. Most people don't have $1,000 saved in their savings account. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, that means a person cannot afford to pay themselves 50 cents for every hour that they work. Wow. So if you're out there listening, the statistics show that for whatever your money, whatever your hourly rate is, most people can't afford to pay themselves 50 cents to put towards savings and invest. Wow. All right. So now you got to learn how to fix those problems. In order to fix it, you got to start with becoming financially educated. And you got to be financially educated on a few concepts. All right. Number one, the first thing you got to become financially literate about is there's more than one way to make your money. Yeah. So how you make your money in America determines how you get taxed on your money. Again, we already talked about most folks having just a job. But did you know that you can also make money as a business owner? You can make your money as an investor. So your your co-host, Dee Lenar, she talked about it a little earlier when we were first starting the podcast, how it is important for people to learn how to make their money in other ways aside from just going for a nine to five. Mm-hmm. So one of the things your listeners, if you're out there listening, one of the things you want to start doing and working on this holiday season immediately is how can you position yourself to start earning 1099 income or simply put, what can you do to start your business right now? One of the things I do is ACT prep. Another thing I do is financial education. So you can literally start your business out of your home right now. Why do you do that? Well, number one is to give you the opportunity to make you some additional income. Why do you need additional income? Because you want to put some money towards saving and investing. So whether that be you get an extra $100 a month, $200 a month, $500, $1,000 a month, you got to start positioning yourself to generate income outside of your job mm-hmm. so, you, so you can take care of it right now and in the future. That's number one. Number two, you need to become financially literate so you can learn how to outpace inflation. Okay. Why do you want to learn how to outpace inflation? If the cost of living is going up, 
but the amount of money you make on your job is staying the same, then you need to learn what can you do to outpace this inflation to make sure you still got cash flow coming in so you can, you can finance the increase in your gas costs, your food costs, so you can pay down your debt loans a little bit quicker and things of that nature. So you got to learn how to outpace inflation. Number two, you, you got to learn how to participate or learn the tax games. So one of the reasons why we talk about you getting a 1099 is because a 1099 will allow you to lower your tax liability. So again, I'm not a tax expert, but what I do know is this. Business owners and investors get certain tax privileges that the person that works a job does not get. Wow. What do I mean? If you work a job and you have two phone lines, if both of your phone lines are bills, if you have a business and you have two phone lines, one of those phone lines becomes a tax write-off. Here's what I know. If you work a job and that's your only source of income, then the utilities that you pay, the gas in your vehicle, the miles, miles that you put on your car, those are just bills. But if you're doing it as a business, those become tax write-offs and tax deductions. So what I'm telling you is simply attaching a 1099 to the job that you currently have now positions you to lower your taxes. So financial literacy, becoming financially literate, will allow you to now participate in the other tax system. Another thing you want to become literate or learn uh, to increase your knowledge about is how to get your credit in order. Okay? We talked about 68 million people having bad credit. And then there's there are quite a few of those people that their credit is bad because they have some inaccurate information on them. And so people don't know how to correct those things. If you're out there listening, the law requires that your credit report be 100% accurate. But did you also know that there's no way that your credit report will ever be 100% accurate? And the law says that you have a right to dispute those inaccuracies and ask for verification and validation of debt. And if you can't prove those things, then you have a right to remove them. Okay. But most people aren't educated enough about credit, and so they only address one aspect of which is their payment history, but there are other components. So you want to get your credit in order. Why? So now, if you have to use it, the interest associated with it is at the cheapest rate possible. So again, those that go out and get cars, if you got a, if they say good credit, bad credit, no credit, put you in a vehicle. The person with a 750 credit score is not going to pay the same price as the person with the 600 credit score. Wow. All right? Right. And then the final thing you want to do is you want to get educated on investing. Why do you want to get educated on investing? Simply because the more you increase your knowledge about investing, then you won't be as uh, inclined to participate in big business all the time. You'll participate in big business in a different way. Instead of just going out and buying products, you'll now start to buy big business. You'll okay. learn how to invest in stocks and bonds. You'll learn how to invest in real estate. 
and so what you're saying is so many words that even though um once we get to the point where you know we 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 understand you know big business but we're not gonna let big business overwhelm us uh with you know their commercials and you going in the store uh just wanting to just uh, uh, i mean i get it i get it that sometimes you know you go in the store and you know what you're getting and i'll give you the perfect example let's go with jc pennies you go in jc pennies you know exactly what you want to get for women you're going to get that blouse for men you're going to get that shirt but you see some Jordans or some of it go a long way. You be like, man, you know what? That looks nice. You know, this will go good with this. But, you know, you 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 went in going for this blouse or this shirt. But you end up getting the shoes go along with it. And again, like you just said, I mean, it has a lot to do, you know, with spending habits and and, you know, knowing what you but you know like i said once you understand that same same man and woman going in the store they got a business but they're going to go and they're going to buy that blouse they're going to buy that shirt and then they're probably going to leave more likely the guy is going to leave <laughs> we're just joking right now the woman is probably going to stay and probably look around but the guy is probably going to leave if he knows about his financial literacy, if he knows about everything and he, you know, both of them got to go because they got a business trip to go. Look. They, they got a business trip to go to. So they get it. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's so much. And Joe, you know, we, we both know we've been around the block. We understand that it is very tempting to go to the store and buy and buy and buy and then you like for example i will go on a trip i will go on a trip and you know for those you 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 have to be smart when you go on a trip that you don't overspend the money that you have saved up to go on this trip because you know bill is right is coming right when you get off that vacation bill is coming and you know, some of them are singular, some bills are singular, but a lot of them are plural. So you got that to deal with. And, you know, that, that's just something, like I said, you know, I just wanted to throw out there and everything to put in the mind of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, it's out there. All right. But now your financial literacy level will allow you to be able to identify when and when not to participate. In certain things, and again, this is not about you not. Uh, this is isn't to say that you can't go out and get things that you want. The key is making sure you're in a position to fund the lifestyle that you that you want to have. Mm -hmm. All right. So, in what in order to get these things done, what I just talked to you about is a I can sum it up in one word, and the one word is a concept that if you Go and research, and if you start to, if you learn it, and you start to apply it, you can systematically address each of those obstacles that I just talked to you about, and increase your financial literacy in those areas simultaneously. 
so you can start to get the results you're looking for. Okay. The concept that, that, that you can go and start looking right now that's being utilized every day is called income shifting. And income shifting is nothing more than you learning how to get your money back from all of the entities that get it every day and every month so you can get it back, use it wisely for the purpose of starting to save and invest so you can retire and live the lifestyle that you want. It's as simple as that. Income shifting allows you to learn how to legally and ethically lower your taxes so you can increase your cash flow. So you can use it to pay off your debt mm-hmm. and start investing. So you can learn how to get double-digit rate of returns, triple-digit rate of returns. So your money can now outpace inflation because you're now taking advantage of compound interest. Wow. So how do you? What is inflate? What is income shifting? It's moving from the highest tax bracket to the lowest tax bracket. It's moving from being taxed at the highest rate as a W-2 employee to being taxed at the lowest rate as an investor. So you take, learn how to take your money back that you're, that you're getting through your job, shift mm-hmm. it through a business, 1099 income, so you can generate more income, cash flow, and you shift it on down to invest. Wow. So what I'm telling your listeners right now, any and everybody that is listening, regardless of your financial circumstances, you can start you a business today. It can be something as simple as a tutoring service. It can be something as simple as the t-shirts that you make out of your home. Mm. It can be a lawn care service. It can be whatever you want it to be. You can start your business right now you can use that business and now you can 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 do some things at your job that will allow you to bring more of your your money home from your job and now you can start to generate you some cash flow to pay off that debt load that you have and fund your holiday or you can start putting that money towards some investment so it can go well, Joe. Well, well, Joe. This is what we're gonna do. We've been, we, we've been, we've been talking serious the whole time with doing this. Um, I'm actually going to crank my car up, and so this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. Uh, tomorrow is Sunday, as you know. So with that being said, Joe, this is what we're gonna do, man. Look, we're gonna play, we're gonna play this game. And um, you know, I predict, I don't predict the football scores. I don't do all that, but I do say who might win and who's gonna lose. So without further ado, like I said, I got my seatbelt on and I'm bagging up. So Joe, this is what we're gonna do. The first game we got tomorrow is the Panthers and Tampa Bay. Now, you know, to give you a little bit of insight, you know, the Panthers are two and two. Tampa Bay is two and three. Joe, who you got? Uh, 
I'm gonna take the Panthers, man. Okay. Well, you know what? I picked the Panthers too. All right. Next segment. Who you got? Bengals versus Ravens. Ravens. You got the Ravens. Joe, we on the same page again. I got the Ravens too. Joe, who you got? The Seahawks versus Cleveland. Seahawks. Again, people, we did not compare this before we started talking. So far, every pick he's made, I've already made it. All right, Joe, who you got? The Saints versus the Jaguars. Jaguars. Oh, man. Now, see, that's where we kind of beg to differ a little bit. I got the Saints. I got the Saints. They 4-1. Breezy going to You know, Breezy not playing. But, hey, last week, no Breeze, no problem. Who you got? Texas versus the, the versus the Chiefs. Texas. Wow. Gone. We was on the same page. Now we begging to differ. Um, why are you picking the Texans? Uh, not a Chiefs fan. Not a Chiefs fan. All right. Well, I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm not a fan of the Chiefs. But I like my guy Patrick Mahomes. Very exciting football player, man. I, I I tell you, man, I look at that guy and I be like, man, this dude is phenomenal. All right. Somebody's got to win this game. But it doesn't have to be that way because they can always end in the tie. We got the 0-5. We got 0-5 Washington. 0-4 Miami. Who you got? Miami. Wow, I'm picking Washington. If you recall, man, that was like, um, I remember when Dan Marino played in the Super Bowl. I think it was his first Super Bowl, and he played against Washington. I remember that game, man, and I and I actually pulled from Miami then because I wanted to see Marino get his first one. All right, Joe, who you got? The Falcons versus the Cardinals. Game for the Birds. Man, why are you picking the Cardinals? They have no faith in the Falcons. <laughs> he says no faith in the Falcons. I'm picking the Cardinals too. Man, um, the rookie quarterback, I think, got his win last week. So I think he's going to probably keep it up. Now, I'm not going to actually be biased on this. Falcons. Now, 49ers and Rams, who you got? Thank you, man. Thank you. Man. you. <laughs> you know me. You know me. And you know who I'm proud of. Hey, we're going to get to ask you the question. Joe, Joe, I have to ask you the question, man, because look, look. I've been waiting on you to ask me this question. <laughs> All right, so he got the Rams. He's a Rams fan, and you know who I got. I got the team with the five 
Super Bowl ring. So I'm going with the four now, man. I just it just it just came across my my timeline. That girl is not gonna play. He's out. I know. I know he's not playing. Okay. Okay. I know he's not playing. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Garoppolo, Garoppolo will meet Aaron Donald tomorrow. Okay. Well, my well, my defense is going to have a meeting in the backfield. Hey. Yeah. I'm just saying Donald, Donald will meet Garoppolo tomorrow. Okay. All right. Who Dallas you got? Might meet him too. Who you got? Dallas versus the Jets. Come on, man. Dallas, man. I, Dallas. Look, look, look. As much as I hate it, I'm picking them Cowboys, too. Look, I got a co-worker at work, man. We been for her the whole week about that, man, about that game last week. And we just asked him, how about them Cowboys the whole week? All right, who you got? Pittsburgh versus the Chargers. Chargers. I do, too. I do too. I'm gonna tell you why I'm picking the Chargers because, you know, and hopefully after this game right here, they'll be like, hmm, we probably need to go ahead on and sign Colin Kaepernick. It's been rumbling all week. All right, Titans versus Denver. Man, who you got? Denver. I'm rolling with the Teen Titans, man. I'm 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 roll with the Titans, man. I believe their defense, I believe their defense is, is 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 stellar, and I just believe that they're gonna possibly, um, you know, just continue to roll on. All right, last game, gone. It's a hard one. Last year about this time, you probably would have picked one team, but it's a hard one. Detroit versus the Packers. Who you got? Hold on, hold on, Joe. All right, Joe. I'm sorry about that. Who you got? Detroit versus the Packers. Who you got? Detroit. Wow, I'm picking the Packers, man. I'm picking the Packers, actually. I'm picking the. I'm picking the Packers. I mean, I know Detroit got the stellar D. I know this. But they playing in Green Bay, though. They playing in Green Bay. So, you know, um, man, look, we're going to go ahead on to cut this short. And, uh, man, we've been going at it, man, for a while. Joe, man, look, I really do appreciate you, man, coming on and letting these people know about financial literacy, man. Look, I plan, I most definitely plan to have you on uh, again probably before this year out and uh man we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dig deep some more into what we got going on but man like i said man i i thank you man for for actually coming on and doing this and uh man like i said we're gonna we're gonna hear from you again real soon man hey man thank you uh again lamar man i left in a year and if you know you want to get your finances in order don't wait until january 1st this is the time and what you want to do you 
want to do these things right here. Number one, you want to invest in your home business before the end of this year. Okay. Number two, when you invest in that home business, you want to learn how to literally use that business to start turning your any, everyday expenses and your income bills into tax deductions. And number three, you want to start using that business to generate you additional cash flow so you can start to accelerate your debt elimination process. All right. Well, look, Joe, like I said, man, we appreciate you. And, uh, man, we most definitely, we will most definitely get you, uh, man, a copy of this podcast. Uh, should be, I should have it uh, sometime today. Man, I appreciate you. And, uh, man, podcast listeners, man, we are out. And, man, you guys have a fantastic, fantastic Saturday. Peace.